Good morning, Eastern Oregon, and welcome to this June 15th version of AM Live on EOA, your connection to Eastern Oregon, and we're on Roku. Don't forget that. Yeah. How are you, man? I'm excellent. It's first Friday. (laughs) First Um, Friday. The other places you can find us is obviously right here on Facebook, um, Instagram, at EOA Live TV, um, Twitter, at EO Live TV, but we don't really, we haven't really got the thumb on the old Twitter thing yet. I'm not a Twitter dude, and we don't really have a Twitter person in here. Right. Heck, I wasn't an Instagram dude until a year ago. Yeah. And that was all taught to me by my 12 year old daughter at the time. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to start learning how to do Twitter a little bit. Because I, I feel like <sighs> a lot of the younger generation uses Twitter and Instagram. They don't use Facebook at all. I don't know. That'd be really interesting. I don't. To, to to be able to determine that because I don't, I mean, Twitter is so, I mean, it's more and more visually based, but originally it was based just on text. I know, know for sports, for yeah. like, for like the NAI, right. everything is Twitter. Right. It's seven, four in the bottom of the fifth right. and it's just one quick line. Right. Bam. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just tweet, tweet, right. tweet. Right. And, and, but the college kids, that's what they, they follow Twitter and they follow Instagram and they follow TikTok. Right. They don't really mess around with uh, Facebook anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So the yes, but the the power of Twitter is not it's a sentence. It's a it's right. it's quick. This is the the update score or yeah. So a lot of uh TikTok and influencers on Instagram and TikTok use Twitter to advertise too. Like, hey, here's my Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right, right. I put up a new video. Right. Here's the here's the link. Yeah. It's a good like tool to just send out that quick little like boom. There's a new video up, and that yeah. might be how we could figure out how to how to start. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and people can use it for brand. That's how they're they're using it for branding, you yeah. know. Yeah. And but so much of our stuff is information based, you know. I mean, it's like it's just the longer form stuff. I so. think BC's anti Twitter. I'm anti Twitter. Are you? Are you afraid of it? No. No, I just I, don't. Never, I, I just, uh, you know, for me, it's it doesn't have a practical use. There isn't, but part of it is I'm a very visual person. I'm not much of a reader. And so then if there's not a video or if there's not a picture, yeah, I'm not. So I think most people are like that. I think, but like, just like I said, for Twitter, it would just be like quick. There's pictures on Twitter now and videos. Yeah. yeah. And you can put like a screenshot of the newest video and say here it is right well and they have i mean and twitter has gone that way because they know that people are right yeah in order to stay alive so no doubt but yeah well it might be something effective for me to use like when i'm covering a sports game absolutely like i can if i'm there i can just tweet bam Right. So, you know 54 43 end of the first half instead of like trying to do a whole post right or because or it's certainly trying to follow comments at a baseball game. I'm like, it's four three, you know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, without a doubt. <clears throat> that that is that would be a real effective use of it. Nice. All right. You want to do sports? Let's do it. This uh AM sports report is brought to you by Hobby Habit. Uh Joe's got these really cool Indiana Jones Legos, and he says it's the best set that he's had all year. And there's a picture of them on the Instagram, Hobby Habit. You can go check them out. Uh, Hobby Habit right here in Legrand. Appreciate them. 411 First Street, just for the fun of it. <laughs> Sports. We don't got a lot going on. Um, I'm going to touch, keep touching on East to West Shrine for the next month and a half until we get to the game. Um, I'm waiting for a schedule for summer baseball to come out, and then I'll be able to you know, get everybody information on that and what games I'm going to be able to get to. But for today, William McLaughlin, who's our play-by-play guy for the Shrine game, the both years that we've done it, it's been him and I in the booth, him doing play-by-play, me doing color. And um, he's excellent at it. He was the SID at EOU. He's done play-by-play for them. Um, he's actually a Shrine kid, too, and here's him talking about it a little I'm a former patient. I had five micro hand improvement surgeries. Uh, best way to explain it is just by looking at my hands actually. So uh, 
In the beginning when I was born, I didn't have any of my four fingers here grow properly. They kind of were like little stubs, almost like knuckles. And then my thumb here, most of it was maybe, you know, just a hair over an inch long. And the doctors could never really guess what it was. It was just a genetic birth defect because I'm, I'm an identical twin. And he uh, was healthy when he was born, uh, you know, no defects or anything. So they really never were able to narrow it down. And about age four, uh, my grandmother, she introduced my parents to Shriners Hospital for Children and said that there's a pediatric unit out in Los Angeles. And so my parents put in all the information and they flew me out for a consultation and they felt that I was a quality candidate. And yeah, so we went from there and that's how I kind of basically began my path to becoming a patient for Shriners Hospital. Very cool. Very cool story. I didn't even know that when we hired him. I know it. That was not. that it that is just a very cool story yeah. of you know when we when we hired him to do play by play. I don't think it was until the game, the game day, and you guys were talking or somewhere and he said, Well yeah, I was a Shriners patient. Yeah. You know. I had no idea. I mean I knew that he had a disability. Right. Hand. Right. And, but I had no idea that he was a Shriner kid. Yeah. And that just played into it fit perfect. Right, really which did. yeah, which has been very cool. I mean, it's just been his relationship with Shriners, and then him him doing the play by play on that day on that of the game, you know, and so yeah, and and uh, he's also going to be doing sales for us for the Shriners, where it's well for us and for the Shrine game, and so anyhow, if. Uh, if you have a business and you want to, that's just a great opportunity to get the name out, get your branding out. Uh, anyhow, that's we're gearing up to do that. So, very cool. Um, well, while while I I want to be sure and uh, uh, mention uh, Valley Insurance downtown, uh, appreciate them sponsoring this the morning show. Uh, they deal with they're an independent agent insurance agency that deals with all types of insurance um, and be sure and check them out in downtown Legrand in the old Umqua Bank building. And then I also all want to mention that the cancer Grand Ronde Hospital Cancer's Fun Run is this Saturday at the track below the hospital. And uh, I think that they're full. I don't, I don't think that they have any more capacity but uh, you certainly could come and be a part of that uh, run. Um, and the purpose of that run is to bring awareness to the survivors or the patients currently of cancer and give them uh, support and encouragement along the way. So anyhow, a lot of stuff happening this afternoon. And that's their first one. Uh, cool event. That's today? No. That's this Saturday. Oh, you said a lot of stuff happening this afternoon. So. I'm sorry. Okay. A lot of, a lot of stuff happening Saturday. this weekend, this like what I meant. Yeah. Okay, so. yeah. This Saturday at 9, right? Yep. You could sign up at 8, but yeah. there's no more places to sign up. Yeah, I, I think they're at capacity. So um, let's take a look outside. Pretty. I love the cool mornings, man. It's just like, uh, you know, but. Not going to last much longer. Well, let's see what it. See what they're so so today 73 is the high. What? And then look at Sunday. Yeah. So Sunday's going to be down to 64. The highest 64. So yeah. And the low going into the 30s. It's only going to get down to 54 tonight. Yeah. Or no, tomorrow night. 45 tonight. Yeah. But still, it's this is this this feels more like spring than it does summer, but I'll take well, I mean, it. It's still spring. Yeah. Is right? it? Till June 21st. Isn't June twenty first? Uh, if the where it takes over, yeah. yeah. But we're also like a month behind, so, right? You know, it's it'll yep. be summer all the way through September this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When it'll be hot in September, I would think. Yeah, it's just kind of where it is. All right. Well, <clears throat> uh, Union County Commissioner Paul Anders is with us this morning. Always good to have him with us, and he'll be with us right after this.
All right, we're back with Paul Anders, Union County Commissioner. How much longer before you have to run again? Um, this term, I'm first year of uh, my second four-year term. Oh, that's good. I, I couldn't, I've kind of lost track. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, so. Six months in, actually six months into my second term of four years. Okay. Yeah. Good so, deal. Um, it, this term will be over December of 26, I think. Wow. Yeah. Good deal. How many well, can you run? How many can, is there a limit? There is a term limit. In, what is it? Yeah. Two four-year terms. Oh, so you're done after this. That's so been, do you just have it to has take been challenged one, in other places. Do you have to take one off and then you can come back or is it done for, for uh, one off and then you could come back okay. and much like the, you know, governorship of Oregon, but it has been challenged in other counties successfully that, uh, and it has been found to be null and void. So the term limit thing. Yes. For county commissioners. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Jackson or Josephine County, if I remember right. Yeah. Well, and we, uh, and you and I were talking about that before, and I'm sorry, the the, the previous commissioner who had been here a number Steve McClure, McClure. Steve McClure, yeah, legend among ag, ag teachers, among right, right, county commissioners, yeah, right, and and the advantage, and he was, I think he did it for like 20 years or longer, right, uh, closer to 30, yes, yeah, yep. so well, with no term limit, no, there well, was no term. He limit was grandfathered in because uh, he was in office prior to that, before, yeah. 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 So the advantage of that is, is that when he did retire, I mean, he was chair of so many boards. I mean, he had just, it, that time brought him a tremendous knowledge. amount yeah. of influence. Yeah. 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 Institutional knowledge really does serve institutions really well and, and uh, kind of knowing how the systems work and, and making those relationships and connections not only here, but in Salem and mm -hmm. across the state and even in Washington, D.C. Yeah. So real quick, let me interrupt. So while I'm thinking about it, so the the cancer awareness fun run that is this Saturday, I've, we've been told is not to capacity. So if you want or are interested in registering, you can show up at 8 a.m. or uh, also you can register online at grh.org. So... And if I may, yeah, uh, Grand Ron Hospital's uh, summer fundraising foundation summer fundraising event, Healthier Together, is not this weekend, but next weekend, and uh, tickets available for that, as well as some really nice raffles. Good, yeah, cool. So I, you and I were talking. You you are producing a newsletter every month of the things. <laughs> <laughs> that you are involved in. I printed it out. It's six pages or seven pages. It's a, I believe it. It's a fair amount. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, it, I'm sure it takes you quite a while to just to put that thing together. It does. Let, and, yeah. Uh, it was my campaign promise and that I'd you would do it, that I would, part of it is what you do. How do we know what you're doing? Yeah. And it was like, well, I will, try to be better at that. And the newsletter seemed like a, a good way to do it. Uh, I want to say it gets, I'm somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 email addresses. And then it actually gets distributed through different channels uh, from that. It takes me, yeah, a better part of a day, day and a half to get it done. And the upside of it is it gives me time to reflect on what I've done and kind of sometimes refocus me. Mm -hmm. And then the other is, and I got this question fairly often, what do you do? And right. this explains pretty much what I do. I'm, and I, and the length of it is, it's a little long and I'm trying to figure out how to balance getting the right amount of information in there without making it so long that people don't want to read it. My wife, who's much smarter than I am, is saying pictures because pictures worth a thousand words. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And it, like I say, very positive feedback to it. Some people have gone, hey, what about this? Which I think is really the reason that I do it is so that people, A, are informed and, and B, know what I'm doing. It, I don't sit up there in the office that the people of Union County have let me use um, and twiddle my thumbs all day. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I stay pretty busy. Well, and I liked, I liked that you, you know, in the newsletter, you had a description of 
what was happening. You were meeting with a particular board and you guys were talking about and 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 in some of those things, why it was important that you mm -hmm. guys were discussing that. And uh, to a degree, if it's possible, I'll cut and paste yeah. the agenda. I mean, clearly not, you know, the, the introductions and things right. like that. But again, and people know what I'm talking about, how, in, in my view, I'm advocating for the people of Union County. Yeah. Do you like writing? I am the worst type. That's how part of the problem. How do you just do a vlog? Um, <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. You sit I'm in front school. of your com computer and hit record on the camera that's on there, yeah. and you talk. Yeah. Um, and I might have to have you help me with talk that one. The whole, the, you know, here's what I did this month. Blah, 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 yep. blah, blah. And it might make it shorter for one thing and a little bit more easy, easier to write for you and yep. for people. I mean, because I'm not going to sit down and read seven pages. Right. Yep. right but the power again, and you and I were, you know, we were talking earlier about Twitter and how, you know, I'm a visual learner and watching videos is something. Else. But at the same time, you can't, I mean, what you can skim through print or even a web page you know which you certainly could do mm -hmm. it just has the value is is that you can go and then you can zoom in on a particular thing you know and so on and so forth right. so and in the newsletter i mean i, I bold the right the, what the topic is or what the meeting was and then if you if, if that piques your interest then you yeah. can read exactly right. what happened at that yeah. Well, not exactly, but at least I hope that people have a good idea of what ha transpires at the meetings I'm attending. Yeah. Things like Certainly, that. if you were an influencer, yeah, <laughs> then you would be, you would have a vlog. Okay. <laughs> that is not and one you, of my goals. And in you'd life. probably be on TikTok, too. <laughs> yeah, Again, we'd like to, see you, like to see you do some one little, <laughs> some little funky, stupid dance, you know? Yeah, thank you, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, cool. Well, so what are some of the issues that are burning up, man? Well, uh, as last time, the Oregon legislature, and um, we're to a point now that it reaffirms my belief that if you listen long enough, you hear anything. And yesterday <laughs> afternoon, I got a text that, hey, I want to move our meeting uh, from when it is because there's a uh, live press conference coming out of the Oregon legislature. So I start checking around, where's the link? How can I watch this? Didn't happen. Um, and it's pure speculation at this point for everybody on, on what's going to happen or not going to happen as the case may be. Um, the most popular rumor suggestion guess that I'm hearing now is that um, the uh, Senate Republicans are not going to come back into the building and as soon as constitutional sine die, which is the 25th, uh, is met, then after that, the governor will call a special session with a very limited uh, agenda. But I don't even know if that's going to happen. There is a continuing resolution so that uh, all agencies and all the fiscals will be at a current level of funding from this biennium. And, and that'll, they, they pass that prior to uh, making their statement and leaving. And uh, so it's not like the government's gonna shut down, Oregon government's gonna shut down. So the Senate Republicans are still out of the building and have been, right? Um, I don't, I, I'm not sure how to answer that because yeah. when I was there, um, I- I mean, maybe not out of the building, but they're not- They're, they're not, not on the Senate They're floor, not on the floor, floor meeting. Floor. Okay, yes. right. And I've seen, I've seen a fair number of them in hearings uh -huh. uh, via video. And then when we were there, a couple other county commissioner, well, county commissioner from Wallowa County and Umatilla County and I went in and were able to see Senator Hansel. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was there. Okay. Um, and part of, I mean, caveat on that is that they were leaving at least two Republican senators in the building at, at any given time. Okay. Not 24 hours a day, but, um, and kind of rotating through, but it, it just happened to be that Senator Hansel was in the building the day I was there. Okay. And so then for, for people that don't follow that, and I just kind of follow it. So mm -hmm. then what has happened is the Democrats had some controversial stuff that they wanted to push onto the floor, the Republic and they, 
and the stuff, the business that has to be done was pushed to the end. It hadn't, it hasn't been done yet, right? Yes. So okay. the fiscals. Yeah. <clears throat> Ways and means and okay. capital construction. Okay. Um, you know, those big projects that every community is, is really, yeah, every community is trying to look for and advocate for, for their communities. That's what's, uh, on the, um, capital construction list. Okay. And then they're all of the agency funding and anything to do with money is all held to the very end. Okay. Uh, and one of the things that I, and I can't remember what, I think it was in May, um, the ways and means committee have what they call a roadshow, and they came to Ontario, Ontario, Roseburg, and I want to say somewhere on the coast as well, and we're heard from local people about the issues that they had, which I, I give them high marks for doing. Um, and I was able to testify there on a number of priorities for Union County, as well as Eastern Oregon Counties Association. So is it... Why are the fiscals are the fiscals pushed to the end purposefully? So then everybody has to stay kind of in the building. They have to stay on the floor to the very end. Or is that is that kind of the norm? You, you know in, what I'm saying? In my short time, yeah, that's yeah. been the norm. And okay. I think part of it is, and it's not literal, but pretty darn close close to horse trading. Right. They are making deals and like the, you know, I mean, they've got some pretty large uh, fiscal packages that you go to look at it on, on OLIS, which is Oregon Legislative Information System. And there is nothing there. It's all being, it's still negotiated, being negotiated and okay. then they'll drop it and vote on it. Wow. Um, yeah. So, which, but, but the reason that they need to come back in, they, the legislature, if, the reason everybody needs to come back onto the floor at some point is to vote for the fiscal stuff. Ideally, yes. Okay. I mean, and there could be others. Like if there's some, you know, bills that are highly bipartisan, mm -hmm. those may be included as well. Okay. The ones that are divisive and, and controversial, my suspicion is those will be left off the list. Okay. But at the same time, again, it's a, high stakes negotiation, there might be a bill that take Senator Hansel, for example, really wants to get through mm -hmm. and they won't move it forward because it's not a priority for them. And it doesn't have the level of it. They might support it, but it doesn't have the level of bipartisanship that okay. maybe another bill would have so, and I'm or trying to... be a priority of the minority party. Huh. So when this happened a couple of years ago, I remember one of the, the funding that EOU was looking for to redo the grand scare, staircase, okay, that, that didn't get approved because they didn't come back and approve that. Is that right? right? Yeah. And so that's an example of how if they don't approve the fiscals, then that money is not distributed to those communities that are out there. Correct. Okay. Right. Then hopefully in the short session, which is every other year, which is where the funding for the grand staircase came from. Okay. Uh, hopefully they, they will get it through at that point. Okay. Uh, but these folks have been, they've been in Salem since January. And um, I never did get an accurate count on the number of bills, but it was well over 3000. Wow. Yeah. Alex says that, Senate Republicans are still in the building working on constituent services and participating in hearings, but they're not attending floor sessions. Okay. Yeah. So, so um, uh, I had a question that kind of just, so I know what I was going to ask you. So, so what there was a, the, the public voted on a bill that passed that said that if you, if you have someone, the Republicans do this. I mean, I think it was specifically targeted to Republicans. Now, historically, you have to know that both Democrats and Republicans have used this tool to walk off the Senate floor because they didn't want they were they were they were outvoted and they didn't want to whatever that might be it's, to go yeah, through. I, I view it as the nuclear option. Right. Yeah. Right. 
And so that has been historically been used in the past by both parties. So, but there was a referendum I'm trying to, that went through ballot measure. Ballot measure. I want to say you. it was one thirteen. Yeah. This last fall. Yeah. Where it was like if you if you miss a certain number of days, then unexcused. Right. You have a certain number of unexcused absences. Then you can't rerun in the future. Is that right? So, but I've heard that you know that there may be some court challenges to that. I don't I would, what do you know about that? I would be shocked if there were not court okay. challenges. Okay. Um, and they're they've already are I think started building the case and my suspicion is they wouldn't have done this if they didn't feel confident that they had a case for right. challenging that law. Um, Senator Hansel for example though, I mean he's retiring after this term. So um, held harmless, I, I think, to a degree, but there are m many others that are not in that same situation. Right. So what a mess. <laughs> yeah. So I guess let's come, let's come closer to home. Okay. What's burning up in Union County? Where, what's, what are some oh, things that are... No, please don't say that this yeah, time. What are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are, what are some right things there. that are current and, you know... Um, well, yesterday uh, we held our mandatory uh, discussion on moving oh, yeah. our Union County being participants in moving to uh, our county to Idaho. <laughs> we had the best turnout we've had so far, which I was really pleased. Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 people. Um, multiple people spoke on both sides of the issue. Um, I thought they everyone was very cordial to each other, even if they disagreed, which I am a firm believer in it is really okay to disagree, but not to be disagreeable. Right. Yeah. Um, and they were, they were all, and, and interestingly enough, as it, as it closed, those two sides were having conversations in the, in the meeting room and in the hallway, uh -huh. which I thought was good. Um, Can they video that? It's on zoom. Yeah. But they don't have like a place where you can go. Watch oh, we, yeah. We don't post them. No. Uh -huh. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, so that, um, obviously, and especially with, you know, like we said, the, the strife in Salem, this is, uh, people are concerned about that on both sides. Um, and I, I don't want to say strife and what it was strife in Salem. Oh, strife. Sorry. Yeah. Got sorry. Got strife in Salem. Yeah. yeah. Thought, Unrest. Right. Yeah. Okay. Train going off the track, <laughs> uh, or gone off the track, um, and both sides. Right. Um, and I, I don't want to really judge it, but I would say it was not quite 50-50 on the people in the room at that time. Mm. Um, so Now, and I, I thought I heard some news where has Wallowa County, have they already signed on to like, yeah, we want to, we're in favor of that. I mean, are all of the counties in our area kind of in the same boat where they're having the meetings and they're listening or are any of them taking, taking further steps? Mm. <laughs> well, I didn't read Wallowa County's ballot title, but their voters by eight votes, Okay, uh, I think was the final count, um, had something similar to our, where they have discussions. Oh, got it. Okay. Umatilla County has not voted that I'm aware of, um, and I don't know that there's a plan to have them, but virtually, I want to say it's 13 counties in eastern, 12, 13 counties in eastern Oregon have their voters have said, we want to have the discussion. We, we want you to talk about yeah. this. Yeah. Um, Idaho legislature did talk about it. Um, they had one person that was very excited about it. Oregon's legislature, Senator Lithicum had a uh, bill, well, it's actually a memorandum, I think, joint memorandum, and it didn't gain any traction, never got a hearing. So oh. um, Apparently, the Oregon legislature is not interested in talking about it. <laughs> I I can't even begin to imagine the logistics of redrawing the lines of a state. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, have a hard time getting my head wrapped around. Yeah, it. it's I not going to happen. I, yeah, I know. No but way. even if you even if you had the power to do it, the the state highway system. I mean, all of that state infrastructure would have to be. Eastern Oregon University, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I say if you want, if you want this place to be Idaho, move to Idaho. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. Like, well, I don't. Yeah, I. But I think the the I don't think the motivation is 
to be Idaho. The motivation is to not, not be, be Western Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, I, 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 I can see that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and at, towards the end of the meeting, I talked about this for just a second, but and I was not trying to be funny. I wasn't trying to be sarcastic, but I mean, one of the topics that I, middle of the night popped into my head was what happens to my Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife points that I've been saving right. or, or not really saving, but not being able to draw the Mount Emily big bull tag. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, people wait a lifetime for that. Exactly. And I'm my points are my points. And what happens if we go to Idaho? I mean, and there's a lot of what, what happened. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. A whole pocket full but of I, but I think, but I think the, the message is, is Eastern Oregon is tired of not, they're tired of not being considered. Yes. They're tired of yep. not being heard. Yeah. The frustration. Yeah. And it, it, people are probably tired of hearing me say this. I think I understand the frustration as well as anybody. Sure. Having gone through COVID as a county commissioner where the state came in and said, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to close your schools, you're going to do this, that, and the other thing. And really without any communication. I mean, there were some days where the the rules and changes would go from here to there to there within a day. And it was not really, I thought, all that productive for us because, again, didn't feel like we had a voice. Right. Um, having said that, um, I do see some improvement out of the, the new governor. She was here. I was going to say, then that's what I was going to ask you about was, how did that go? It went, I thought it went well. Um, we don't align on a lot of things. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, but for me, she was here. She listened. She asked what I thought were really good questions and seemed genuinely interested. Um, and for me, I was out at uh, the particle board plant of wood grains for her tour of that. And then later that evening, um, there was a group of elected officials and their spouses that had dinner with her. And it was there was nothing off the table. Mm. I mean, all topics to include Idaho. And she it bothers her. And uh, which, again, I think is not a bad sign that right. uh, she knows that people are not happy over here. And I mean, I've walked into rooms where people I, I know people do not like me or do not like my politics or don't like my the position I'm taking on something. And it's not easy. Yeah. And I, again, I give her I, a lot of credit for walking into union and will out, well, Umatilla Union and Willow counties on that trip and standing there and listening. And she did. And there wasn't any, I didn't think there was any friction in it. Um, and then just call it the way the stars lined up, or I'm not sure how you would put it. But so that was on a Thursday. The next Monday, there were eight county commissioners from across Eastern Oregon that met with her. And again, there was no, nothing was taken from the table. Everything, every topic um, from wolves to, again, the Idaho border uh, issue, because I, I'm trying to think, I think all but one of those county commissioners, their county, excuse me, two, have voted to start discussions about becoming part of Idaho. And like you said, I, is it going to happen in our lifetime? I would be shocked. There are just I'm so many hurdles. Uh, Senator Merkley was here the other day. He said virtually the same thing. And it, at some point, it does take an act of Congress. So uh, <laughs> I feel like we should be spending more time trying to be heard in Oregon than having these meetings about moving to Idaho. I think it would be way more, more it would serve the purpose so much more to fight the 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 west side in, right. in a sense right. rather than having these meetings like oh in 50 years we might be idaho right and i agree uh and i spend an awful lot of my time trying to build those bridges make those relationships um i'm probably not the best at it but um but for example a after the um ways and means in ontario Senator Finley had a, a no-host dinner where all the legislators were invited to be there. And then um, city officials, county officials were there. Had a really good, I thought, productive conversation with Representative Fom, And she is um, Southeast Portland and really knowledgeable about transportation and 
really knowledgeable about transportation needs and issues, not only in the metro, but in, in Eastern Oregon. And didn't know that about her before. And then she found out some of the issues that, that I was concerned about. So I think it's those conversations where you drop your guard, put down the boxing gloves and, and talk to people. Yeah, um, and we've had so much pressure and dissension between the two parties over the last five years in Oregon right. with COVID and everything that we don't have the opportunity to do that much. Correct. Yes. And then, um, you know, another, and it's it, baby steps is the way I'm looking at it. Mm -hmm. um, that actually about a month from now, Commissioner uh, Shushila, Shushila Jayapal, oh my goodness, Shushila Jayapal is going to come here and she that's is, a hard one to say it wow. is, it is. Yeah. she actually she actually <laughs> has a video a video on how to pronounce her name <laughs> sue sheila jayapal sue there sheila we go. Jayapal. yes she is a multnomah county commissioner and um the number of people that she represents is well over a quarter of a million people and she, and we hatched this plan prior to COVID. i think i may have talked about it before or not you might have okay. but remind us yeah so um, she's coming to Union County. We're going to a farm. Uh, part of what her, uh, one of her causes is that she wants to see use of diesel go away. And I want to show her how dependent we are on diesel, especially in the farming community. And beyond that, if there were an option, we would be adopting it. Right. I'm, because of the technology that our farmers use right now. Right. Uh, it's not like we're using diesel because we we ha don't have to. I mean, we ha that's right. what it's right. based on. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I took a little bit of a bird walk there. Um, wants to see a sawmill working, and we're going to get her in there. Really wants to see how interagency, county, state, federal work on the fire side of things. So uh, made tentative arrangements, and we're going to work out the details that. She'll go to a fire briefing in the morning. She'll go see the rappel base. She'll see the uh, tanker base and, and what they do and the county's role in that because um, we supply them with their fuel. And then um, the expanded, or excuse me, the interagency dispatch out there. Um, Going to take her to Anthony Lakes for uh, summer at the Star Bottle for part of it because I want to kind of mix a little bit of, um, you know, showing our county off right. as well as the other is, and, and I haven't made final arrangements, but the Veterans Village that Gus Chachas did and Timber Ridge out at uh, out near the freeway uh, for the affordable housing. So, wow. and, and then- Oh, go ahead, finish. So um, as I'm putting this together, I'm, what do I want to see? Mm. And which is a question I posed to her and I gave her a list of options and she prioritized them. Uh, let me add, the, just so people understand, when you say a quarter of a million people she represents, that's 10 times the people that you represent. Oh, yeah. yeah. In Union County. I mean, that's a big, uh, that's a yeah. lot of a yeah. lot of people. I mean, 250,000. Yeah. I mean, and her job is, is significantly different than mine in that she's got multiple staffers for her, not for the whole office, for her. Just for her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, the... I can't remember. I read it the other day, and, and their budget is in the billions of dollars, and it's yeah. And again, we don't align, but we can have civil conversations, and and so yeah. And going back to what I would like to see, I want to see how the their port system works. Uh, I want to see how I I don't understand how Metro works, and Metro is city, county, and um, multiple county and multiple city and then different jurisdictions that come together and, and develop policy as a group, uh, if I understand it correctly. And that's one of the things that I'd like to see. The other, which um, I have a, a young person that jokingly, I, I call her my consigliere from like from The Godfather. <laughs> and she, I really, I, she, I bounce things off of her fairly often and was talking about this and she goes, if you could find out how the food cart pods work, that would be great. Because people are always talking about how do we do, how do they do it? How does it work? What are the logistics of, you know, how do they pay for it? What's the fee? Mm -hmm. How do they recruit? 
things like that. So that's one of the things I'd like to do is is see how the food pod food cart pod system works uh, in Multnomah County. Huh. Um, the other is because you know we're looking at potentially, hopefully someday, uh, re either redoing or building a new jail. I want to see their jail system which is when I first asked her about it, she said, which one? They have multiple jails, which I was not aware of. Wow. County jails plus city jail. Wow. So, yeah. I'm excited for it. I think it's, it's going to be good uh, for both of us. I think for me, it's probably going to be out of my comfort zone, and I suspect it will be for her as well. Yeah. But yeah. I, I doubt she's ever been in a mill. <laughs> no, but actually, that was one of her top requests, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if possible, to get into a mill. So. Right. And I, I think the value, what you're talking about, though, is the value of staying curious, the value of being a lifelong learner. And if that really is, if that really is your thing, then you, you're interested in learning, understanding perspectives outside of your own. Mm -hmm. And that is so valuable. And it's, and it's sometimes difficult for people to do that. I mean, we kind of like, okay, I've had it. I'm, I mean, it's not, it's easy for people to say, I got it. Put up walls. Yeah, I, I got yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I know you who know. you are. I yeah. know what you stand right. for. I don't believe those things. Forget it. And in a nonpartisan position, though, that should be part of your job. In my, I, and I, I see it that it way. It should be yeah. right in your yeah. job requirements. You, right. you got, you have to be open to other people's views. I mean, that's just how it is. In the last two weeks, literally last two weeks, I was the uh, Senator Merkley's office asked me when he did his town hall if I would be the MC for it. Certainly. Yes, I will do that. Yeah. Be honored to do it. I right. mean, we're talking about a person that carries a lot of clout in Washington, D.C. And to say, oh, no, he's a Democrat and I'm a Republican. Why would I do that? Especially, right. like you said, in a nonpartisan position. Last week, I happened to be in Washington, D.C. and was able to see Congressman Bentz twice. So I'm one evening uh, for a very uh, non-formal, just visited about a number of topics. And then the next day uh, for a formal meeting, which I had never been in a, a congressman's office where it was just me, the congressman and the staffers. And again, to have that access, I think is huge. Yeah, it makes, sure. makes a big difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for thank you for doing that and continuing to try and get out of your comfort zones and um what else is going on that we need to talk about? Uh, Eastern Oregon Women's Coalition. Okay. Um, there were a number, again, bipartisan or nonpartisan, excuse me, not bipartisan. Well, I guess they would be. Um, nonpartisan women got together a few years ago and said, we need to promote Eastern Oregon and our economic situation. And how do we, how do, we do that? How do we benefit it? Uh, first year was just prior to COVID. Uh, the president is Representative Levy, uh, but there, there are people from all over, women from all over Eastern Oregon that are the driving force behind this. Two days in Hermiston, they had uh, representatives and senator from the Oregon legislature from both sides of the aisle. They had panel discussions, very relaxed. Um, they had great keynote speakers. And the plan all along was to rotate it between Umatilla County, Union County, Malheur County, Baker County, so that it wasn't the same place every year. That's coming to Union County first uh, of August, actually uh, August 2nd and 3rd, and really excited to host folks for that. There's going to be tour on water. Um, I believe Commissioner Beveridge is, is leading that tour on place-based water planning. Uh, there's going to be an affordable housing where, again, I think we're going to be able to see the Veterans Village from Gus Chachas and his company and then um, the Timber Ridge project, which I, I was able to tour a while back. And it is really a nice place. And uh, I think I hope it fits a, a need like I think it's going to. Um, and then they're, they're going to be doing a downtown walking tour to kind of see, you know, not only the small businesses and their struggles and, and successes, but also some of the empty storefronts. Hmm. Um, so, and Eastern Oregon University is very involved in, in it. And um, they're going to happen to be here for the evening of the SIP Shop Repeat, which is kind of exciting. The governor was here for the SIP Shop Repeat that the uh -huh. chamber puts on. 
And she and uh, her spouse had a really good time and bought some goodies. And yeah, it's, uh, but the Eastern Oregon Women's Coalition, it's going to be, I think it's going to be good to get folks here to, again, kind of see from our lens what life is like. So I'm, and I agree from the standpoint of the event being here, I mean, those benefits are obvious, mm -hmm. but help me understand, and I'm, I'm kind of walking out on fragile, fragile property here. So do women feel like they're not represented? I mean, what is, what's the overall purpose of a coalition like that? Is it to bring the awareness? Because from my perspective, we have women leader all around us. And mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, they're the, uh, uh, whoever's the best for the job, I don't care what their gender is. And so, so help, just help me get my head around why, because you, it's, I mean, locally there's, there's an emphasis on women business owners and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Is it so that they, I don't know, talk to me about that. So help me understand that. Okay. Um, I don't know. Okay. Would be the, the short answer, but I think it wasn't really, it was that these women saw a need and took it up as their cause rather than we're not being heard. Okay. Um, I, in my view, we're not being heard as a region or the rest of the state and even federal representatives or their, their field folks need to hear our story. I don't, I don't think it was specifically women because the, the topics are not gender specific. Okay. Yeah. They are region specific. Okay. So, okay. So uh, I'm with you, BC. I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and no, I, 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 and I, and, well, and I don't, I don't have, I mean, if, if the, if the purpose is to help a group, but it doesn't matter if it's an ethnic group, it doesn't matter what that is. If it's so that they, they want to get together so that they have camaraderie and they don't feel alone, which Probably I think, which yeah. I think is, that is a something I can get my head around and understand that. You know, uh, anyhow, then I, I then I understand yeah. that. And I, again, I don't want to speak for them, and but in my view, it was they saw an, a void that needed to be filled, and they filled it. And yeah. they had different style and different connections. Um, and for, gosh, quite a few years, um, they have what's called the Governor's Luncheon at mm -hmm. Pendleton Roundup, and Friday after the parade. Um, elected officials and of uh, county, city, state, uh, federal representatives are all invited to a, a picnic lunch that they, and part of it is those connections that they had, they were able to get all of that sponsored. So it's, uh, again, I don't believe it, it, it is made up of women, but it's not like women's issues. It's regional issues. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like I say I'm excited to see them come here and well from um, an economic standpoint it's like anybody who lands here I mean they tour around and have their right. conference wherever they have and they I mean that's a that's a huge benefit right. for us. Yep. And it's going to be a boon to the I mean not like I mean people are going to be staying in motels right. they're going to be you know shopping they're going to be eating restaurant which is always good for local businesses um yeah it's I'm pretty excited about it. You know, I kind of feel, I, I think that there's a little bit of energy that I haven't felt in the past. I mean, now part of that could be we're coming out of COVID and things are finally coming back. But, mm -hmm. but still, I mean, there's just a lot of new businesses. There's food trucks in the area that are kind of cropping up here and there. You know, I mean, I, there's just a lot of things that we haven't experienced in the past that I think that help us grow economically that i mean i i don't know I, I sense like an energy that hasn't been here in the last 15 years that i've been kind of and i, I would agree with you on that yeah and part of it is and and i was i can't remember who i was having this discussion with the other day to me and i can't remember we're at the top of the roller coaster. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the great things are in front of us and mm -hmm. we are picking just right now, we're just cresting the top, picking mm -hmm. up that momentum. And I think the near future, things are looking really bright for Union County. Having said that, 
um, you know, I saw there's a business closing in Union County, that, uh, a nursery business, and that bothers me. I see Willowa County's got a uh, fairly, I thought, busy restaurant and um, sundry, well, M. Crow, is closing because they can't get anybody to work for them. Mm. So, um, and every, I said this yesterday, every single meeting I go to, whether it's state, local, national, doesn't matter at what level, hiring individuals to work is painfully difficult now, Terrible. if it happens at all. Childcare and housing. Those are the three topics that are common. It doesn't matter what the, what the meeting's about. Right, right. Those are the three things that are yeah. driving the conversation. And uh, like I said, uh, hopefully we're doing some baby steps, getting some things going in affordable housing. Um, and we're working with the planning department on trying to figure out where we can have measured growth and where, without, in my view, using up good farmland to build houses on. Right. You see that way too often. And how do we get people better trained? How do we, how do we recruit and ret retain people? So right. all those things that are important. Well, I think one of the things that we, we we really need to focus on too to stay is staying ahead of the game. And when I, when I say that, I mean things are going to change with with the lack of of good employees. People like I don't even like going out to eat most places. I don't because a lot of times you don't get the service that you're used to because people don't want to don't want to work. So you have to hire people that aren't as fit for the job you know what i mean and and the same thing with like getting groceries a lot of people don't even walk in the store to get their groceries anymore we have to stay ahead of that and and be progressive when it comes to that or or we're you know any town's in trouble i, right. I think right and it for a while there it was every business you went to it would have a sign that said help wanted right i mean every single business and now it's sorry closing due to staffing shortages yeah. which or, or we're closed from you know closing early or yeah exactly or they don't even answer the phone we were, we we had a poker game the other night we we called and i don't want to say any names we called a local pizza place we had put an online order for an hour hmm. no answer hmm. when the, when we got the delivery oh we turned the phones off we're too busy yeah <laughs> which yeah and i think i think to a lot yeah um, there are some businesses that are, and even we saw this through COVID, we're absolutely killing it. And then others that were withering on the vine. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. It's a new new normal that we're dealing with. Yeah. Um, and I hope I can be a positive part of that. Yeah. Well, we, thank you. I always, you I always appreciate the amount and you we could talk another hour just right. about i do if there yeah. is any time left i have a dodzy story yeah left. go ahead I okay. want you. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. well not about you oh okay good that's good because it might not <laughs> yeah be yeah so i was at a, a regional meeting in st george utah first night met up with a couple of county commissioners from oregon we walked into this restaurant there was a table with quite a few other oregon commissioners at it and waved and said hello and everything and i looked over and i I saw someone sitting at this table and I thought, I know them. I've never met this person, but I, his brother was an ag teacher and I knew him very well, uh, his brother very well. And then his sister is my cardiologist, Rulon oh, Gardner, oh, wow. the Olympic okay. gold medalist wrestler. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, so I text his brother and said, Hey, I think Rulon's here in the restaurant. And he goes, where are you? And I said, St. George, Utah. And he goes, well, that makes sense. He lives there, which yeah. I have nice. no idea. And like I say, I've never met Rulon before in my life. He goes, you've got to go say hello to him. So clearly in a business meeting, and I didn't want to interrupt him. And so when it finally started to break up, I walked over and said, don't mean to interrupt, but I said, your brother was a good friend of mine, and we taught together for years. And I said, your sister is literally one of the main reasons I'm standing here in front of you. And he goes, where are you from? And I said, LeGrand. He goes, oh, my roommate at Rick's was Dad Miller. Yeah. Brol's son. Yep. Huh. And oh, that's short funny. story long, yep. um, I was able to get pictures with him. And because it was a business meeting and he was making a pitch, and it's part of his persona, is I have a picture of me standing next to Rulon, and I'm holding the Olympic gold medal. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So I love my job. Yeah. I, his 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 
sister's husband came into the poker room one night and was just just walking by, you know, came in and he introduced himself and t- and we had a nice long conversation. And then Ruan was actually supposed to wrestle this uh this the in the nationals this year at Las Vegas. I mean, he was actually signed up. I don't know what stopped it or whatever, but right. it was big news. I mean, he was he's in his fifties and he was gonna yep. wrestle and, and they have a masters division. And that would have been cool though, man. Yeah. What, what a story his story is. Yeah. What Just is. like sitting down with you two though. I mean, like yeah. I'd known him my entire life. It was awesome. It was fun. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And if if you don't know who that is, just Google him. Yeah. Gold, gold medal heavyweight wrestler. Yeah. Beat the Russians. Beat the unbeatable yeah. Russian unbeatable in two thousand. Two yeah. thousand, two thousand two. That no, was two thousand. Uh, it was two thousand. It was yeah. the even year. Yeah. Yeah. In Australia. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember the Russian's name, but he was supposed to. I mean, he was supposed to walk through everybody. Yep. and Ruan beat him in the finals. Crazy stuff. Yep, awesome. Well, you want to get us out of here? Let's do it. It'll be a quick one. Okay. On this day, which is June fifteenth, seventeen seventy-five, George Washington was appointed Commander in Chief of the Continental Army. The day after Congress established the fort, so he was the first Commander in Chief of the Continental Army. Uh, on this day in 1864, Arlington Military Cemetery is it becomes a military cemetery, and it's Robert Lee, E. Lee's home area, Arlington, Virginia, and that's why they chose that area. 1921, Bessie Coleman earns her pilot license in France, becoming the first African-American woman and Native American woman to hold one. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's, that's 102 years ago. It's a long time ago. And then finally in 2019, a baseball jersey belonging to Babe Ruth becomes the most expensive sports memorabilia when it sells for $5.64 million at auction <laughs> in New York. Wow. That's crazy. There's there's baseball cards that have sold for that much since then. So, I mean, in the last couple of years, because of COVID and just everything that's gone on, the, <laughs> the, the sports card and memorabilia uh, uh, trade has boomed. Boomed. I mean, there's like cards that are coming out now, right? So say, say like you're bu- buying a pack of cards right now, the high end, the top end, and you have a chance of pulling a five hundred thousand dollar card. Hmm. But the box cost you twenty thousand dollars to buy. Oh, I that's see. how you know. Wow. I mean, it's, yeah. it's gotten to that. It's crazy how how much these things are worth now. Uh, the number one song. Let me see if I can get this pulled up. On this day in 1973, My Love by Paul McCartney and Wings. 1973 on this day. And then the quote for the day. Here it is. The best preparation for tomorrow is doing your best today. The best preparation for tomorrow is doing your best today. H. Jackson Brown Jr. All righty. That's it. Thank you, Eastern Oregon. Appreciate you being with us. said, thank you, Commissioner. Alex put a bunch more comments in there that I didn't get to. You can go and read them if you want to, people that are watching or you, about just about the Senate and, you know, all the different metro. He talked a little yeah. bit about metro, too. Don't forget the Grand Ron Hospital Cancer Awareness Fun Run this Saturday. You can register at 8 a.m. It begins at 9 p.m. at the track right below the hospital. Thanks again. We'll thank you. see you, you next too. week. Thank you.